Welcome back to Landed, Stories of Newcomers. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Nina Satrakian. Nina was born in Beirut, Lebanon. Her family left the country during its civil war, and she has made a home for herself in many different places, but has ultimately settled down in Northeast Ohio. She works for the company Nagata that's based in Cairo, Egypt, and features timeless clothing that uses unique, quality textiles. Here's Global Cleveland's president, Joe Simperman, and Nina. Well, hello, and welcome back to Landed, Stories of Newcomers, a podcast created for and by Global Cleveland. This is the podcast where we pass the mic to our international newcomers, immigrants, refugees, expats, experts in their field who have global ties and now call Northeast Ohio their home. Today, we are joined by Nina Satarkian, a wonderful Lebanese Armenian Clevelander who is joining us. Nina is an incredible person who has been involved with Nagada for more than 20 years. She is a person who came to Cleveland from various places and is making her home now here. She feels very lucky to be involved in the work that she's doing. She loves to tell the customers about the work that she does because these pieces not only make her feel closer to her family, but also share the universality of the line that she works with and opens horizons to different cultures through the incredible art of fashion. It is my pleasure to welcome Nina to podcast. Hello, Nina. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be part of this podcast. Well, we're honored that you're here. Nina, can you tell us a little bit about where you were born? What was your hometown like? Okay, I was born in Beirut, Lebanon, a very, very, very small country, maybe the smallest or one of the smallest in the world. And Beirut was is the capital, and I was born on the Mediterranean Sea, which is the most beautiful sea for me. I was born right by it and went to school there uh, and went to university, to at the American University of Beirut. And Beirut is a very cultural because of its history, the population, the fact that it's very open to the West. Lebanon was uh, colonized by the French, so we have a very strong French culture. Uh, Americans uh, lived there before the 70s, before the Civil War, and felt so much at home because we Lebanese are very welcoming. So we make everybody feel at ease. Uh, Yes, you really do, Nina. I can feel that already on this podcast. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? What did you study? And specifically, what brought you here to Cleveland in Northeast Ohio? So first of all, I uh, so I was born and raised in Lebanon, and I to Lebanese Armenian parents. So my origin is Armenian, hence my very heavy accent. And uh, I went to a French school in Lebanon. So I speak four languages: French, Armenian, Arabic, and English. After my schooling, I went to the American University of Beirut, where I studied education and psychology have a master's degree from there and then went to London for a year to work in an international school where I taught French and meanwhile I met my husband to be uh, through a blind date actually uh, through some common friends and we both I mean and the rest was history I ended up in 
Cleveland, Ohio, where he practices medicine and where we uh, raised our family. Can you tell us a little bit more about Nagada? So Nagada is a village of weavers in Egypt. So why Nagada? Nagada is also the name of the company that my sister started 28 years ago in Cairo. She is a fashion designer and she and her business partner from who's from Switzerland, who both happen to live in Egypt, have been involved with this amazing small company that creates unique, a very unique line of clothing that uses fabrics from all over the world, fabrics that are made with ancestral know-hows, especially embroideries and weaving and block printing and dyeing. And they have brought into Egypt those gorgeous fabrics and have made clothing that respects the past, but at the same time is very contemporary and wearable clothing that I have had the chance to sell here in Cleveland for the past 20 years. And and what was that like? I mean, you've been here now, Nina, for, you know, 30 years. Your your experience is, is such a, um, a rich part of your story. Um, have you seen things change? You know, is it is it something where you find there's a great interest in, in this incredible art that you're bringing here that's also very contemporary and very fashionable? Uh, There is an interest, of course it's a niche, because not everyone is interested by, you know, special, unique fabrics. A lot of people want the fast fashion world. And, but there is also a wonderful group of people who, not that the others aren't wonderful, but I have a wonderful group of clients who appreciate slow fashion, who appreciate fabrics, who appreciate cultures, who appreciate universality <laughs> of things. And so for me, it's so important to convey this and the importance of other cultures. And uh, also to introduce to people the workmanship of my sister and her small company and it's a way to open up horizons, embracing other cultures, which is so important nowadays. Mm-hmm. Nina, you're, you're obviously an expert in, in your craft and in, in the work that you do, um, but you've also lived this life. Do you have advice for other immigrants and newcomers who may want to follow in your footsteps? Successful business person, keeping in, in very close contact with your own story, but also bringing aspects of that culture here to the States. First and foremost, it's a two-way solution. For immigrants to feel accepted and to be successful, the immigrant has to op- come with an open mind and accept the country and uh, the laws and the uh, way of life, let's say, uh, of the people that, of the country that has welcomed them. And at the same time, bring in, which we are so free to do in this country, bring in the best of our culture. So, so accepting the American way of life and at the same time enriching it with our own culture and our 
traditions and through many ways like food and history i personally take the best of both worlds and then yeah try starting a business is not easy of course mm-hmm. but i mean there are so many possibilities in the us you ha- one has to be working very hard some people think that it's very easy to make to be successful in the states they think that they can you know bend the rules but that's not true one has to work hard to be successful and but it's a country of opportunities and i feel so lucky to be here well we feel very lucky that you're here and we think that you have quite a bit of an expertise you grew up you know in beirut which is such an international city i mean you yourself speak four languages you know it's such an intersection of so many different places and countries in beirut lebanon i've i've only heard how beautiful it is um especially through people in Cleveland who who've also experienced it people like Lillian Curry at the Cleveland Foundation and others who just speak to its beauty what are lessons that we should learn Nina in terms of making Cleveland more welcoming or more international what are things that you think we could improve upon like definitely uh, what is happening is very good but maybe creating some events that uh, gathers cultures uh events where different communities can show their crafts their history their food and i know that many uh, like many churches like the greek church our armenian church there are all these festivals where people can go to and uh, and hear this music i mean i am immersed in my culture because of what i'm doing with nagada and the food we eat and the friends that we have over Ameri- our american friends who come over to sample the food uh maybe bring in uh, i mean there is also the the amazing uh, movie festival where international movies are shown which is a big plus for the city and then i know that there is uh, the cleveland public theater who brings in uh, who has now an arabic section which is mm-hmm. amazing um cinematic who that mm-hmm. brings also international movies so all these things are excellent but they have to continue and be more prominent i guess mhm mhm that's very that's very it's very insightful on a personal level nina what do you think you know in your experience people can do to be more welcoming in other words when you came here 30 years ago yes if, you know what would you tell clevelanders hey if if this would have been the case or if this would have happened you know it might have been a little bit easier for people like me there is as i said again a two way process the people who are welcoming newcomers have to really get out of their cocoon or their a safety net and be and embrace those who are coming because it's not easy to leave everything and come i came when there was civil war in lebanon and i had to leave my cocoon in beirut my parents my sister uh and i did grow up in a sheltered life uh, i had a very comfortable life in beirut 
So it wasn't easy to come here to cut the cord and uh, raise a family. Uh, I had some definitely difficult years at the beginning. And, but I was lucky to be able to, to overcome those difficulties because I am also a social person. So I was always trying to make friends. And it's amazing how Americans are, I mean, at least the ones I have met, and I have met a lot of people who, are, who were very welcoming to us, to me and my husband. And uh, so it's a two-way process. And the people who are here have absolutely duty to embrace and accept and engage those who are coming, uh, to make them welcome and uh, for them to thrive. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and they do it. I mean, a lot of people are very open to newcomers. Now there are many kinds of newcomers. That's that makes it also very complicated. And it's so unfair, but there are those who come and who have the means to settle down and you know be right away independent and those who need help, monetary help, uh, language help. Uh, so it gets harder with people who don't have the means. But hopefully Cleveland has organizations that help the ones who need extra help. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. We, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about Cleveland and here about Northeast Ohio and the United States. If we could, for just a moment, um, we want to ask you a few uh, fun facts about um, Lebanon. And if you don't mind, if someone were to visit Lebanon in the next few months or within the year, where would you say, Nina, they should visit first? First of all, <laughs> they should go, well, we have a lot of history, a lot of monuments. It's an ancient land. So the first thing they should go see is Baalbek, which is the temple of Baal and Astarte, and which was built nine at, in 9000 BC. Wow. I mean, it is grand. That's the first place they should go to. And then the other thing that comes to mind are the gorgeous wineries. Uh, we produce wine, very good wine in Lebanon. So the wineries are be just beautiful. What is the food that they have to try? <laughs> Always hummus, hummus, that's the best, and falafel. So you can have the best falafel sandwich from a little shack in Beirut. And it's so delicious. That's the first thing I eat when I get there. Huh. What is the first activity that a visitor has to do once they get to Lebanon? The first thing? To try to ski and swim the same day. <laughs> That's a good one. This is a this is something that it's a myth, let's say, about Lebanon, but it's very feasible because on the same day in April when or March, if it's a very warm day in Beirut, you can go swim in the sea, but at the same time go up to the mountains, which is an hour and a half to two hours away, and have a skiing day. 
Oh, wow. That sounds magical. This is amazing about Lebanon. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any sayings, uh, Lebanese sayings, that you would like to teach us here on this podcast? Well, saying, I don't know, but the first, we love to say ahlan wa sahlan, meaning welcome. Ahlan wa sahlan. Uh, so when friends visit us, we say ahlan wa sahlan. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the second word is sahtain. So when you are eating something and you say it's so good, in America we say thank you. You know, when someone is eating something good that you made, they say it's so good and you say thank you. But in Arabic, we say sahtain. Sahtain means twice health to you. Huh. Or be healthy twice. And it's a beautiful word that I cannot find the, the right translation for. Huh. Or bon appetit, let's say. You can say bon appetit. Yeah. We say sahten. Sahten. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, Nina, where can we find out more about Nagada? Um, it's such a wonderful uh, thing here in Cleveland. What's the website? What's the, is, you know, do you, how does one encounter your incredible work? So the best way to experience Nagada is to come to my house. I do shows in my own house in Shaker Heights uh, three or four times a year, three day shows. And I send the, a email notification to my clients and they come during those three days where I have exhibited everything in my living room, dining room and they uh, they come and shop and once a year in June I do a garden show where not only do I sell Nagada but I also serve Middle Eastern food so I, it's a garden show with clothing and food. So people have so much fun. I, uh, and it's a, if it's a gorgeous day, it's really in the garden. And my husband is serving wine. And we have uh, stuffed grape leaves and kibbeh and hummus. Uh, and dessert, and then all the clothes is uh, on my patio, and uh, it's it's a really fun day. So whoever is interested can send me an email to n s e t r a k i a n at icloud dot com, uh, or my number is two one six five seven one nine seven four five. And the website to learn about Nagada is www.nagada.net. Net. Wonderful. And we will be sharing all of that information. And uh, I'm already getting in my car right now here from downtown so that I can make it in time for the garden party in June. Please, please. I would love to have you. <laughs> well, I, I would love to be there. And um, the I know the fashion is beautiful, um, but I think that if I were to try the hummus, I would have to say to you, Zachtan. Zachtan. <laughs> so we have been very fortunate today to be joined by the one and only Nina Sitrakian, 
with Nagada, who has shared with us much about her culture, her homeland, and also about ways in which we in Northeast Ohio can be more welcoming. To quote her, it is our duty to make people feel welcome, and we take that very seriously. Nina, we want to thank you for being part of our podcast. We want to thank you for sharing your incredible art and your beauty, and mostly we want to thank you for picking Cleveland because we feel that we are the luckiest. Thank you so much. So fun to be part of this podcast, and it makes me even more accepted in Cleveland and in the United States. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nina. We'll see you in June, and we'll see you, and all this information will be posted with this podcast so people can learn more about Nagata and the incredible beauty that you're bringing here through your work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, and thank you to Nina for joining us. At Global Cleveland, we host a variety of events that help us strengthen our city by welcoming our world. In June, we will be honoring immigrants during Immigrant Heritage Month. In September, we will be celebrating Welcoming Week. And in October, we are hosting our fourth annual Sister Cities Conference. If you are interested in learning more about the events, please visit globalcleveland.org. If you like this episode, please give it a like or share it with your friends. And thank you for listening. Thank you.